On today's show, the NBA trade deadline came and went. Did anything change in the NBA? What happened? Who made the best deals? Was it the Knicks with Bogdanovich? Was it the Mavericks with their two deals? Talk about that and more on today's Locked on NBA. You are Locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every trade deadline coming at you. Thanks for being part of the show. Making Locked On NBA your first listen today. It's pr- Honestly, it's probably not your first listen today because Locked On <laughs> NBA earlier today was your first listen today, but that's okay. And it was me. So you're back with me, back with me again. Wow. It's a lot of, whole, uh, a lot of Nick in your life. Where this way too much, way too much Nick here. <laughs> Uh, thanks for making us your first listen, though, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to like the video, comment below, write a five-star review for us, and keep listening every single day. Tony East and I will be back in case you needed more of me. I'll be back Jesus. later today t- talking about the games of the day. But today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use that code LOCKDOWNNBA, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. And joining me, actually, I'm joining him today. From Lockdown Heat, what you got for me, Wes Goldberg? Oh my gosh, not much on the in the Miami market here, but uh, well, there's there's some interesting things from the trade deadline to talk about. Excited to do it. You got scary Terry earlier. You, you did, you did scary a Terry. move. Yeah, but you know that's old news. What was that like two seasons ago? He's already he's already like washed now, right? <laughs> right. We're like, oh, we haven't made a move in forever. We've already done it. We've already done it. He's already gone through the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about all the move. We'll talk about a bunch of moves that were made today. We'll go back and forth. What do you think about this guy? What do you think about this guy? What do you think about the Jazz move? What do you think about this? Well, the Sixers with Buddy Heald. We'll talk about that. But we'll get into some of the Mavericks moves as well. Gordon Hayward on the Thunder. Mm. That's kind of interesting. They sort of like had their cake and ate it too with that move. Uh, we'll also do power rankings as we do every week here on Friday on Lockdown NBA, where we'll do the teams that are most disappointed, the fan bases that are most disappointed in their teams not doing anything. That should be fun. I'm curious about that. We got a good pool of teams, the Lakers, Warriors, Nuggets, all that. So we'll get into that. Well, let's start here, Wes Goldberg. I think the best player probably moved today was Boyan Bogdanovich from the Pistons to the Knicks. The Pistons have been waiting for a couple years to trade him, and they've been holding out. They wanted two first-round picks. I remember the Mavs and the the Pistons were in a in talks with to make some kind of a move, and they kept wanting two two first, two first. They don't even get one first out of it. What did you think about what the Pistons did? And then let's get into the Knicks side of it. Kind of continuing with a trend here, where good players get traded for younger but not as good players, right? Like it's a new yeah. in vogue thing. We used to trade players for f- draft picks for fake players. Now we just trade players for for other players. It's crazy. I don't even know. I don't know if that NBA isn't ever it, operated Isn't that this better, way. though? Isn't that what trades were supposed to be? It's like not this fake cash of draft picks. It's at no, least exactly. like player for player. Here we are. I think part of it, too, and I think Bobby Marks tweeted this the other day, that 75% of first-round yes. picks are owed by not the, the teams that didn't originally have them. Um, that, I think, is a big reason why we're starting to see these teams move players for players. And I like it so much more. The NBA is way more interesting when we get to talk about not how just one player trading team get trading to a new, a new team fits with that new team, yeah. but two players moving. I mean, I, the, the Toronto uh, New York deal from earlier in the year where it was quickly and RJ Barrett going and then OG Ananobi coming to New York. That was, that is still endlessly fascinating in, in so many different ways. And I think we're starting to see stuff like that here. I actually like this trade for Detroit. I, I thought 
you know, screw the picks. You got your own picks. They're going to be bad enough. Like you kind of like they're that's good. Just now you have those. Go get a good young player in Quentin Grimes who can fit with a lot of different kinds of players. He can play off the ball, be a good on-ball defender. He's young. You have him, Ivy, Cade Cunningham, a bunch of other, the Thompson twin. Like you got a bunch of guys there. I'm here for it. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't really know. I don't have a pulse on the Pistons fan base that much, but if they wanted more draft capital, I don't, I, I just give me the good young player at the end of the day. Well, and it didn't help that Bogdanovich had been hurt this year too. They, mm. they just waited too long. And it feels like they've, feels like the Pistons, if we're going on, on their side, it feels like the Pistons have just like waited too long on everything that they've done so far. Like waited too long to do this, waited too long to do that. Like waited too long to bottom out. <laughs> it just seems like they're, they're behind on all the things and it can happen in today's NBA. It's just moves so fast. You've yeah. got to make decisions so fast. It's, it's what the world is today. Like you've got to move fast. Got to make quick decisions. Like you're on a dating app. Like you have 24 hours after a person matches with you, like on, on, like on Bumble to right. talk to that person or never freaking see them again. <laughs> you never see them again after that. And so like you have to make quick decisions now and it feels like the Pistons have just held on a little bit too long and you, you get a little bit too precious with some of your, your things. And this is what we're seeing the, the bulls do there. The bulls will come up later in our power rankings, but mm -hmm. like, this is what we've seen the bulls do where they just hold on to guys too long. And then they're just going to lose them for nothing or they're not going to get the right thing for them. I do like that. They got Quentin Grimes out of this. Like you at least get a young player that can fit into what you want to do can play with Jaden Ivey in a backcourt and Cade Cunningham. Like I feel like that could, could work out for him. Uh, and so, I, you know, I don't want to bury the Pistons too much in all this. Cause <laughs> I mean, know, but like I'll, I'll push back on the, they waited too long thing. Cause let's say hypothetically they had traded Boyan last year to the Lakers who were reportedly dangling a first round yeah. pick. Would you rather have a late Lakers first round pick or a 23 year old Quentin Grimes? I, I maybe it's not. You're right. That's a good point. It could be, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd still, I don't, I, I think it's a fair question though. Like a first round pick from the Lakers who like, I know that they're going to be post LeBron probably at that point, but they're still going to have Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is only 30 years old. Like they're going to still have some stuff. Like, I don't know. Like give me the young player. I like, maybe I'm too high on Quentin Grimes, but I still just like the idea of, all right, this guy doesn't really make sense for us anymore. Let's just repurpose this asset into something that, that does make sense. And let's just get the ball rolling on something here. Bogdanovich for the Knicks, though, all of a sudden with yes. this this OG Ananobi news that he's going to be out a couple weeks because of an elbow procedure. And you never want to hear like there's some loose things in, in any appendage or anything like that. Like that's not something you want to hear. Mm -hmm. But he'll be out for a couple weeks. And so now they bring him in and he's kind of Bogdanovich is kind of the player they needed anyway. Just like one more scorer, creator, something like that, especially somebody with size. Like I think that's pretty good for them. I love what the Knicks have done this entire season in terms of making mid-season trades. I like the team coming into the year. You add Ananobi, you add Bogdan, uh, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, and then you get Alec Burks in this deal too, which is a sneaky good signing. That's a guy that back. can give you some playoff back. minutes. Get him back, right? Uh, and a weird way that this was reported, it was like they're trading Quentin Grimes for Alec Burks, and I was like, that's yeah, a was terrible like, trade. Wow, and they're like, oh, and also Boyan's in it? And you're like, that was the main part? Of the trade? Like, it, it. I don't know that we've ever had a trade yeah. reported in that way where the main part oh. is reported after. You're, you're telling the guy that covers the Dallas Mavericks where like the first trade reported was Daniel Gafford for draft compensation. And we were like, okay, we have a first and two seconds. And then it just went radio silent for forever. Right. And eventually they're like, they're getting the draft compensation from OKC. You're like, how, what are they, what are they sending? And then like two <laughs> hours went by, two hours went by and you're like, what was that draft compensation? And it turns out we'll talk about it later. It was a pick swap, but yeah, the, the, Reporting trades in pieces was, as an NBA fan, very frustrating. It felt like more of that at this deadline than ever. Yeah. I don't know how, like, Woj and Haynes and, and Shams and all these guys, like, kept track of it. Like, oh, wait, I have to go back and figure out where this all came from. 
credit to them. They they the, all it's those people killed it today. It's just them. It's the, they're the they're the two. Like they're the the Tony Stark and the and the group and the what's Chris Evans? What's Captain America's name? Steve Rogers. You lost me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the movies. I watch them. I don't understand them. I don't know the. Oh. I know Tony Stark and Iron them? Man. They're very okay. So I definitely missed some. This is an offline conversation oh, okay. that okay. maybe you can help me out. But uh, the Knicks. My guy didn't have understand some, Avengers. I okay, so I really don't the know what the difference is between all of them. I'm sorry, I don't know what Guardi Guardians of the Galaxy versus the Avengers. It, it's one of them's confusing. in space. Is that it? Is that the difference? <laughs> the Guardians are in space. Okay, all right, very good. Um, one of them has a tree as a sidekick. I'm not. They're sure. the ones in space. Okay, the tree. You is don't in see space. those on Earth. You see how I'm confused now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> going back to the Knicks. Good thing you didn't uh, watch Doctor Strange. That would have been. Oh, that would have been a lot for you. Uh, <laughs> this whole thing is this whole day has been Doctor Strange. Um, no, it, it felt it feels like a good move for the Knicks. We'll we'll see what happens with, with you know with, with them going forward. We'll, we'll you know it, they got OJ Anobi, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Alec Burks this year without really trading moves. a first without trading a first round pick. And it did so. cost them some good young players. It cost them RJ Barrett. It cost them Quentin Grimes. It cost them these guys Emmanuel quickly. But they upgraded the roster and they still remained a player this offseason because they have those first round picks and. The players they got back are under contract for several more years. They can use those players to maybe take that next step to that superstar if that superstar becomes available. And if not, no big deal because the team is still really good now. And the Knicks, very polite with the players that were leaving <laughs> them. Like the players that, that are gone, really nice. Thank you, Evan, graphic for Evan Fournier, who now leaves. Now leaves the Knicks after being benched and never got to play. And then uh, the owner Does even he get a out, tribute or, video? Yeah, Leon Rose, the not the owner, the president, came out and said, "We'd like to extend our deepest thanks to Evan or to Evan Fortier, Malachi Flynn, Quentin Grimes, Ryan Archidiacono for their contributions." Is there enough? Is, is there this? enough footage for? Why do we do this? Was there Why enough do we footage do for Evan Fortier to have a tribute video? It's just gonna be him sitting on the bench demanding a trade, eating popcorn, be like, "Can I leave? I don't want to be here anymore." Nope. It's I. I don't look, I understand why these are made and everybody has a job to do. And I'm not lobbying for anybody to get fired, but this is, there's a department in every organization that's in charge of social media. And they're like, we have nothing to do on deadline day. We don't have podcasts to record. We don't have articles to write. We don't have trades to execute. <laughs> we have photoshops to make that's right. that. And so you get like three people making these photoshops and they're in charge of the Twitter accounts. And that's why these exist, but it's ridiculous. And they're, they're all different departments too. So like for the Mavs, like sometimes the social, like people always try to look at the starting lineup graphic and go, what do they know? What do they know? This guy's starting, and they're like, they don't talk. Jason Kidd is not telling the Mavs social like who is who is starting and who is not. Right. They're all different departments. Oh, so funny. All right, coming up, let's get into the Mavs trades. I thought the Mavs had a really good day. I want to get uh, Wes's thoughts on that, and then Gordon Hayward, Buddy Heald, some other of those trades. We'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan has you covered for all kinds of SUVs. If you want a car, but you want it to be bigger than a car, and you want it to have the the luxury of like a really nice big car, check out Nissan. You the kind of driver that likes to push things further, check out the Nissan Rogue. It's perfect for city drives and great escapes. You got that Google built in, so you always have that assistant that you can call to for almost anything. It's almost like if you had understood the Marvel movies, Jarvis or Friday, that is Tony Stark's, Tony Stark's assistant. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The 2024 Rogue. Are those the, the glasses that he wears? <laughs> that one is, that one's Friday. Yeah, you got, you got that one right. 
All right. The 2024 hey, Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. Check out also the Nissan Pathfinder. Room for up to eight and expansive cargo capacity. Advanced available 4x4 capability as well. 284 horsepower. That's something. 6,000 pounds of towings. If you need to tow the Hulk, I guess, is probably 6,000 pounds. The Pathfinder is there to help you with that answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada. Go to your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. That's NissanUSA.com. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown NBA. Being in every day or listening every day. We have a daily Lockdown show that covers your team. Check the link in the description to find a show that covers your team every day. I host Lockdown Mavericks. Wes hosts Lockdown Heat. We've so- got... All of us host a show daily on a team. How do you host a show daily about a basketball team? Come find out. Come find out. All right, Wes, let's talk about what the Mavericks. The big bucks. What the, <laughs> coming up with ideas on episodes is like one of the biggest things we get paid for. Yeah, it wasn't hard today, though. No, today is very easy, especially if you're a Mavericks host like I am. The Mavericks acquired P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford. They essentially send out Grant Williams. Seth Curry, Rashawn Holmes, they send out a 2027 first, top two protected. They swap 2028 first round picks with OKC to get a first to then send to the Wizards. And then they also get two second round picks in this as well. My initial thoughts on the Mavericks side of this thing, I thought these were really good deals because you get two 25-year-old guys. They're signed for a couple more years. They fill positions of need. The Mavericks are basically looking at the Grant Williams experiment and saying, you know what? That didn't work. It just didn't work for us. We had so many great hopes for it. Grant Williams said a lot of really nice things coming into the season, said a lot of things about how he's going to go basically from a ninth, 10th man on the Celtics to a fourth, fifth guy on the Mavericks. And none of them paid, none of them panned out. He shot like 60% from three to begin the season. And then since then has been shooting like 28% from three. And his defense hasn't taken that step forward that they really needed it to. There's a lot of things you could start blaming coach. You can start blaming front office and, and all that, but, it just didn't work. They needed to upgrade at that spot. They need to get better at wings. They did it with PJ Washington. They get a backup center in Gafford who can help play behind Lively mm-hmm. and play when he's out of games. I thought these were really good moves for the Mavericks. You paid for them, but at least they were good moves. I love them. I love that Dallas is starting to figure out what it is that they need around Luka Doncic and to a lesser degree Kyrie Irving, right? And Rob Mahoney wrote this great piece for the Ringer yeah. a few days ago talking about how guys like Derek Jones Jr. and Dante Exum, these guys have just sort of figured it out. This is where we are in the pecking order. And this is how I play off of somebody like Luca. This is how I play off of somebody like Kyrie. And I don't even necessarily blame Grant Williams for any of this. Sometimes the chemistry no. doesn't work. Sometimes the chemicals just don't mix. And sometimes the recipe doesn't work. And that's it. And I think he's a good player. And he's going to be a good player somewhere else now. Uh, but it just didn't work uh, in Dallas. I think P.J. Washington will work in Dallas. I love his ability to handle the ball. He's somebody that can... Uh, kind of run some dribble handoffs for you, drive closeouts and things that Grant Williams couldn't really do. Things that like, quite frankly, like Derek Williams, uh, Derek Jones Jr., I'm sorry, does. Um, and that's been Derek really- Williams. Uh, that took me. that took me back. <laughs> where did that come from? Derek Go Williams. Wildcats? Like, I don't even, like, why? Like, Derek why did, Williams, wasn't he like the, he was the, the second pick, pick in 2011. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, anyway, Derek Jones Jr. has been really effective kind of playing off yeah. of the attention that Luca. And, and Kyrie draw, and I think P.J. Washington Washington can do a lot of that, and he's probably not going to put up the raw box score numbers that he did in Charlotte, but I think he's going to be more efficient. I think he's going to be much more impactful, and he actually was one of the few guys in Charlotte who was a serious basketball player yes. this season, despite the losing. Like He actually got better, where I feel like a lot of those other guys on that team maybe have regressed, and we're going to talk about another one who was serious, and Gordon Hayward going to another team here in a second, but 
Um, I, I think it's a slam dunk move. You get a long-term answer there. And then the Gafford thing, that makes sense to me. You just you, you always need a, a rim-rolling center around Luka Doncic or Kyrie Irving, and now you, now you can always have one. Absolutely. I, I like these. You get 48 minutes of center play. The Mavericks exactly. have not had 48 minutes of center play since Tyson Chandler. Honestly, not gonna, I'm not mm. going to lie. Like yeah. they, The Mavs and Mavs fans have been starved for just, give me a seven-footer that rebounds and blocks shots. And both of these guys rebound and block shots. They both foul a lot, so they're both going to struggle there. But if they both do, then you got the other one <laughs> to, to help you out. Right. Lively's been out with us, some random injuries here and there. They've kind of been freak accidents. He got undercut by Scoot Henderson on, on one. He got... Uh, hit in the face and he broke his nose. And so he's out right now, but like Lively has been really good. Gafford's going to be a backup, but you could interchange both of those too, especially if you realize that one of them is better for certain matchups. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. that's a problem. And I don't think it's going to mess with Lively's head either. If you have to do that. And so I think this is great. I'm a little nervous about neither. Of these guys have been on good teams. What PJ, uh, Daniel Gafford's played in five playoff games for the wizards yeah. in 2021, where they got beaten five games by the Sixers. Other than that, these guys haven't played in any playoff games, so I'm, I'm looking at that. But they're 25. You take this step, and then the Mavericks still have two first-round picks this summer around free agency that they'll have. They have Tim Hardaway Jr. will be an expiring contract. Maxi Kleba will have two years left. Like you got a couple salaries and first to take another step forward because this team's got to start contending, and I think it's got to start next year. I think the scouting department did a good job, too, because the same thing I said about P.J. Washington being the one serious player on a deeply unserious yeah. team, you could say the same thing about Daniel Gafford, just surrounded by knuckleheads in Washington. <laughs> and But he cared. Like, he was a serious player on that team, and you can argue that he has even gotten better this year where a lot of the players around him got noticeably worse, thinking about one in particular. I don't, we don't need to go there. But, <laughs> uh, like, that... I, I, like, I think that Dallas has sort of figured out the kind of guys that they need, yeah. uh, not just skills-wise, but personality-wise also around Luka, and, and I think both of these guys fit the bill. Absolutely. Talking about another serious guy that was on an unserious team. Gordon Hayward gets traded mm. to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Trey Mann, Davis Bertans, uh, you know, and then they send over some draft stuff. I don't know. Did they actually, did it end up being a first? I don't know if it did or not. doesn't really matter. Thoughts on right. Gordon Hayward now going to the Thunder. This is, to me, might be the most interesting deal of the deadline. Uh, mm. Because I, when you look at front offices in the NBA, they kind of, they fit patterns of behavior, right? You can kind of expect, okay, they like these kinds of guys. They want to kind of do these certain things, right? The Danny Ainge type of deals. We always know what he's kind of looking for. We kind of already know he's what the Miami Heat are looking for. They, they don't even know that one for one deals like exist. It's always three and four team deals that, that I think they don't know that you can just do two teams in a trade. <laughs> so like you have behaviors. So when I see something that is a dramatic shift from the pre-established behavior of a front office, I'm taking note of that. And that's what happened here with the Oklahoma City Thunder. You mentioned sending out draft compensation, whatever it ended up being. They sent out draft compensation. I don't know the last time Sam Presti did that for a win-now move. I, I think Sam Presti is a very good GM. I think he's a little bit overrated in terms of maybe being one of the best GMs in the league. It's To me, it's not that hard to trade good players for draft picks and just keep doing that for a lot of years. Uh, but congrats to him for building a career off of that. But he's a little bit like Eddie Van Halen to me. It's like, I know you can shred. But can you do the ballad? I don't know. Ooh. This to me was, uh, this is a Jimmy Page moment for Sam Presti. This was uh, going back to California. This was, hey, I could do it on acoustic also. Th I, I love this move. It was smart. It was the exact kind of player that the Oklahoma City Thunder have built their roster on and could have used more of. I think Gordon Hayward is somebody that can help them in a playoff run and a playoff series. And I think just adding one more guy like that can dramatically help this team. The thing about the Thunder is, 
they have so many crayons for the coloring book and they just added another one. They have so many answers. They have so many ways that they could beat you. And Gordon Hayward is still a very good basketball player. I'm glad they saved him from Charlotte. And, and like I said, he's a guy that can help you come off the bench in a playoff series and he's an expiring contract. So you don't eat into any of your long-term flexibility, but I love that Presti's just like, cause he honestly screwed up the Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook thing. We don't have to rehash that, but just a, a bench of a bunch of young players did not go out and get vets who can help that team grow and get better and just win games in the immediate term. And Gordon Hayward's going to help them do that. I think he learned from that lesson. He's doing that now. I think they could have used one more big guy. We'll see what happens on the buyout market or anything like that. But I love this move, and I think it's extremely interesting, and it signals to me that Presti is getting serious about winning right now and stops romanticizing all the draft picks in, in <laughs> 12 years into the future. Still reeling about your Jimmy Page, Van Halen analogy. You just want yeah. you want up to my Marvel one. Just like I'm a much better, classier person than you. <laughs> I think uh, more of our listeners understood yours than mine, though. I don't know. I've seen our demos. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen, our age, I've, seen our, I've seen our age demos. A lot of Zoso heads. Okay. Uh, I like this because the Thunder get their cake and eat it too. They don't have to give up a lot of picks, but how long have people been saying, go get a vet. Just go get somebody that can help these guys win, that can give them a little extra juice here and there. Gordon Hayward does that. It's a little risk, yeah. but they're already good right now. It's only, this is like only a low risk, high reward type move for them. So I like it for them and it's fine for the Hornets. They get Trey Mann, who's kind of interesting and, mm -hmm. uh, Davis Bertans that feel like we'll have a wild game throughout the rest of the season for no reason. And then that'll be it for that coming up. Let's talk about, let's talk about the buddy heel trade real quick. And then we'll get into our power rankings of the teams whose fan bases were most disappointed today. We'll talk about that next. Today's episode is brought to you by prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is go to prize picks, pick two to six players and more or less on their projections for a stat. So you're not playing against a bunch of, you know, guys in their basements that are just coming up with all these ridiculous scenarios and all that. And right now they have the, Demons and the Goblins, it's that time of year. I don't I don't know what that means, but prize picks tell, okay. told me it's that time of year. It is. You pick the Demons and the Goblins, they have different kinds of odds. You can win up to 100 times your money on these. So, for example, wow. for the Super Bowl, you can pick Christian McCaffrey, 0.5 rushing or receiving touchdowns. So, if you think he's going to get at least a touchdown doing anything, you pick that one. Pick more on that one. All right, let me find another one. Brock Purdy, 199.5 passing yards. That has a little mm. goblin next to it. I'll pick more on that one. Yeah. Dude, Travis Kelsey, 49 and a half receiving yards. Got a little got a little goblin next to him, too. And then I'll do Patrick Mahomes, 0.5 passing yards. You think he's gonna get at least one yard? Do you think Patrick Mahomes throws for what? a yard? That can't <laughs> be right. That's right, right there. It's, it's one of their specials. 99% off. That's a that's a free space, basically. Yeah. Do all four of those. If I put down 20 bucks, I can win 50. If I put down 10, I can win 25. You can, you know, just play like that. You can add more stuff. You can combine sports as well. You don't have to just do the popular ones. You can do receptions, fantasy score, all kinds of stuff like that. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use that code all lowercase, NBA to get your first deposit matched up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash NBA. All right, Wes, let's get into this Buddy Heald trade. I thought this was the other trade that was kind of interesting, a player that's yeah. actually, like, playable <laughs> for some of these teams. Uh, Buddy Heald goes to the Sixers. Sixers are going to be out Joel Embiid, but now you got Buddy Heald with Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris, and they didn't move Tobias Harris either, and they only kind of added to this team. What, did, what was your thoughts on Buddy Heald to the Sixers now? Best shooter in Philadelphia since J.J. Redick, right? I mean, this is a guy who naturally spaces yeah. the floor next to Joel Embiid, I know Joel Embiid's out for at least the next four weeks, but 
I thought it was actually important for Philadelphia to go into this deadline and add a, add a player. Because if you think that Joel Embiid could come back and be even 80% of what he has been during this regular season, you have a chance. He's mm-hmm. been that good. Yeah. And I, I think it makes sense to add somebody who can not only play with Joel Embiid, but also score some points and help float this offense while Joel Embiid is out so they don't lose pace in the Eastern Conference, which is pretty stacked at the top right now. Better Heald's a good player. He obviously had kind of lost favor in Indianapolis. It was sort of like a weird... It felt like it should have worked with him and Halliburton, and it never really clicked. On paper, it felt like it should work, but it never really got there. Yeah, it's like it clicked um, with them as friends off the court, but on the court, right. it just didn't. Like There was no chemistry at all. Uh, and then Nemhard actually took his spot in the starting lineup a few days ago. And so, you know, I think this the, the writing was on the wall on this, on this trade for a little bit, but I didn't see Philadelphia happening, and I thought it was a, a home run move for, the him, for them. It makes a ton of sense. Expiring contract on Buddy Heald, so... They reserve, they retain the right to resign him because they have the bird rights going forward. So if that becomes their best free agent option, then they could just go ahead and do that or not, or they could just let him walk. They still have max cap space and they can go sign LeBron James or whoever this summer. Mm. Yeah. They keep that flexibility. The Pacers are not going to resign buddy healed. So it makes sense for the, on the Pacer side for them to at least get something for him. Do you know who has made the most threes over the last five years? It's a layup in the league. <laughs> yeah. Steph. It's buddy healed. Really? Over Steph? It's Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald has made 1,240 Oh, threes. Steph missed a whole season. That's Steph count. missed a bunch of time. Uh, Steph has made 1,121, and then Damian Lillard, 1,020. Tatum, 993. Donovan Mitchell, 960. So, like, Buddy Heald made a ton of threes and will continue to make that. So, now you add this elite type of shooting. I have the same concerns with Buddy Heald that I have with some of these other players. He's never played in the playoffs. <laughs> He's been on the Kings. He was on the Kings for six years. He was on the Pelicans for, like, half, half a day, and then he was on... Uh, he was on the, the Pacers when they hadn't yeah. made the playoffs yet. And so I'm interested to see, especially his defense, when mm. can they play him? How can they play him, right, yeah. in certain situations? Now, you have Melton, you have Maxi. Like, you don't necessarily have to play Buddy Heald. Like, it's not like they bought, they got him and they're like, oh, we, we desperately need him to work. I it's would like, hope they bring him off the bench. If they're sure. between him and Maxi, that's not a defense. That defensively, that's not going to hold up in the playoffs. But how does it look when they do it at all? At all? So I'm interested right. in that. I'm, I'm curious what they do with that. But overall, it seems like a good move. Now let's get into our power rankings of the fan bases that are most disappointed that their team essentially did nothing. I'm not a system player. I am a system player. Go power rankings. Go go power rankings. We both understand that reference. <laughs> I got that one. I got that one. I was a child <laughs> of the 90s. That's right. Okay, power rankings. Fan bases that were most disappointed in their teams not doing anything essentially. The Warriors like traded Corey Joseph for nothing, but we won't count that. We got a pool of, pl- of teams, and you and I are going to go back and forth. Let's go. We'll basically draft these. So it's a right. don't tell Adam Mares, but we're doing the power rankings in the wrong way. We're basically not doing power rankings. We just played the music. No, we're power ranking. You pick the first one, the team the most, and I'll do the second one, and then we'll like go back and forth each one. It, it's, we'll it's a draft, but we'll, a power ranking, a draft of power rankings, power ranking type draft. A draft okay. two, we're on the same team here. It's oh, we're trying to do this together. I drafting, see. Drafting, okay. we're on the same team. Don't tell. All right. Don't tell Adam how how bad. I would that never. Was. Don't tell Adam how bad that was. <laughs> I try not to talk to him. Here's the pool: um, the Lakers, right. the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Cavs, the Clippers, the Kings, the Bulls, the Hawks, the Magic, the Blazers, and the Pelicans. Essentially, all did nothing at least mm-hmm. on dre- deadline day or the couple days before deadline day. Who do you think whose fan base is the most disappointed they did nothing today? It has to be Chicago. 
Ooh. That is the angstiest fan base on the planet. They hate when their front office does nothing. They hate when their front office does something. <laughs> I don't. I'm not blaming them. It's not been awesome. Uh, this is. But this was a. This is a team and a fan base that was so deeply anxious for something to give. They just want some sort of direction. But it just feels like that fan base is just like let let uh, they're on a uh, on a boat in the middle of the ocean, staring at Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine contracts, <laughs> and just they have nothing to do. And they're like, what? What? We have nothing to eat. We just have these contracts and. And that's where the Bulls fans are. So I think they're, they've got to be number one in terms to me, of being most To me, they're not number one because really? they knew they were going to do this. How many times have I talked to Pat mm. on Locked on NBA about, are they going to trade Zach Levine? No, they're just going to stand Pat. Are they going to trade Andre Drummond? I don't know. I think they're just going to stand and not do anything. Like they, they knew this, so I don't know that they're that disappointed, but they should be. They should be disappointed in their team that they didn't do anything. That's, that's sure. a fair point. It, it's sort of just like an old, it's just sort of a chronic disappointment. Yeah, like an, an if we're ranking like, it in just like spikes of disappointment, maybe they're not at the top today. You know, like when you're, you're feeling like anxious about something, you have that underlying anxiety all the time. You feel like that's right. what Bulls fans just have. With their right. Team. Number two then has to be the Lakers. They didn't do anything. They were, yeah. were in talks with DeJounte Murray. Their fan base is prone to um, negative feelings towards things and especially not doing anything and especially not getting their way when like right. the best player on the market doesn't come to their team. Uh, so they didn't get to John Murray. They didn't do anything. They also have this whole thing the last couple of weeks where the, the front office has been saying like, listen, D'Angelo Russell, he's been really good the last couple of weeks. He's part of our future. And you're like, no, that's not, that's not what you're supposed to do. Like we were supposed to get rid of D'Angelo Russell. We were supposed to move on from him and they just didn't do it. They literally signed him to trade him, right? They convinced <laughs> him to waive the, the wave, the no trade clause part of his deal. And, you know, they have like all these chunky contracts. And I think a lot of people expected if you go back to preseason, maybe it would have been Kyrie Irving, right? Like they had the salaries yeah, to build up to dude. a Kyrie Irving if it didn't work out in Dallas, right? And it's okay. Well, it's not going to be Kyrie, but maybe it'll be Zach Levine. Okay. We can't quite talk our way into that. <laughs> going down. But like maybe DeJounte Murray, wow, he's available. And it, oh, no, it's not. The, you know what? D'Angelo Russell is not that bad, you know? And was, let's just keep him. And Austin Reeves forgot how to shoot threes, but that's okay. Oh we gosh. trust him even though he has absolutely almost zero sample size for his <laughs> career. Like, it, yeah, no, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the Lakers. Um, I have a take on the Lakers, but I, it's sort of bunched up with some other teams that I'm sure we're going to talk about. So I'll wait, I'll wait for it. All right. Number three. I think number three has got to be the Hawks. Okay. Uh, not just because they didn't trade, DeJounte Murray, but apparently everybody except for Trey Young and Jalen Johnson was available and they didn't train any of those players either. <laughs> I think if you're the Hawks, you're like, if you're a Hawks fan now, you're like, all right, you can't even say like, hey, we've been playing really good lately because you haven't. It's, nope. I don't really know. It's got for the Hawks. I don't know. I would just as a fan, if I'm if I didn't have a direction, if I felt directionless, if I felt without a compass, I would be very frustrated because that's a hard way to kind of go throughout the rest of the season. Atlanta's best case scenario is they end up going out in the playing tournament. That's not a great place to be considering where the expectations were. And I think they were one of those teams whose front offices were loudly talking about, we're making moves, baby. Time to shake it up. <laughs> and then they didn't. Number four for me has to be the Warriors. They didn't They didn't really yeah. do anything. Wiggins is still on the team. Chris Paul is still on the team. They didn't trade Clay, which I thought maybe they would dabble in or at least try. But now they take all this. They take that big salary cap number. And, yeah, they're, they're, they're in a tough spot because there's no one coming back. There's no, well, we just wait for Draymond to come back from injury. We wait for Clay to get healthy. We wait for, no, that's, this is it, man. This is the team. 
Warriors. Yeah, the only reason I didn't go with the Warriors over the Hawks is because they've started. They were doing like the opposite sort of signaling over the last couple of weeks. Like, you know what? There's nothing really out there that we like. After yeah. basically after Siakam got traded, there was nothing out there that they liked. And hey, Wiggins is kind of playing good with Kaminga and, and Draymond. So it's like, all right, good luck with that. I think some Warriors right, the last just one, wanted to get rid of guys more than. They really did. If they just yeah. traded him for nothing, they'd have been like, "That's like, great." At least we did. At least we got rid of him. At least I don't have to watch them anymore. Yeah, you get those cap those cap space wins that annoy me. Um, <laughs> Last one. the The pool is the Nuggets, the Cavs, the Clippers, Kings, the Magic, the Blazers, and the Pelicans. I'm gonna go Pelicans on this. Okay. Yeah, I just it felt like something like they had a lot of they have a lot of redundancies on the roster. It felt like there there could have been something there out there that they apparently in talks to to get Dejounte Murray earlier in this morning, late last night, and then those fell through pretty quickly. And and so you kind of get your hopes up that they could do something, and then that kind of washes away real quick. So I'll go Pelicans. Yeah, this is a team that just is in a weird spot. Uh, their roster sometimes some nights make sense and some nights you look at it like I don't understand this roster at all and so you wish they could come up with something to like smooth it out but this is where they are they're probably not too disappointed because they can they can do some stuff but there we go those are the five teams that fan base are most disappointed the Bulls the Lakers the Hawks the Warriors and the Pelicans let us know in the comment section if we messed up the order because I'm sure you will there you go check out all the Locked On shows there's a link in the description to all of them guys thanks for listening to Locked On NBA thank you Evan Fournier Boom!